Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1.04 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. Sorry about the late start. I'll explain in a moment. But it is time for another live stream. Today is Thursday, October 28th, 2021. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit foggy today because uh, I'm a little bit more than 12. I think I'm 16 hours, 17 hours post vaccine booster shot. So I'm a little bit under the weather today and technology is not agreeing with me. So I've got kind of a double whammy going on, but it is happy hour. And for today, I've got the very exciting drink of just afternoon coffee. I have a couple of things that I've been wanting to test out for happy hour, but I thought today's probably not a great day for it because I'm feeling surprisingly good but just still feeling a little bit uh, lethargic and a little bit foggy. So I thought maybe not a great day to test out some new stuff, but I am here and I apologize again for being late, but I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm glad that everyone is uh, here in podcast land in the audio only version. Hopefully you guys are having a nice run out there today. I did not go for a run today uh, because I was just too tired. I did a lot of lounging around on the couch this morning. I thought I might take a nap. I didn't. Um, yeah, just uh, relaxing, watching some YouTube videos, catching up on some stuff I wanted to watch, uh, and also catching up on some emails that I desperately needed to uh, to get out. So uh, I think overall, a good use of my time today. All right, and everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, if it's happy hour, it might be literally happy hour where you are when you're watching this. So cheers to you guys. Hopefully you have something a little bit more interesting than afternoon coffee to be drinking for today. All right, let's see. We got Jeff Elliott says, I might watch the whole thing today. Awesome. Brit Nicole 248 says, hi, everyone and co. Usually an after-the-fact listener and watcher, but I just ordered a Gore-Tex Infinium jacket. I know Co has said he has one. Anyone else have thoughts on it for winter running? Awesome, Brit Nicole. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And you know what? They sell out fast. Like once it gets like real close to winter, I mean, I feel like a lot of the Gore stuff, the good, the, the good stuff, I mean, it's expensive, but like the good stuff is a lot like craft um, where they both make really great stuff, but like the really like, well-performing stuff. See, my brain's so foggy. The stuff that performs the best, I think, um, sells out early in the season. So good time to get it now. Trevor Holtzman says, hey, Jeff. Hey, everyone. CR says, hey, everyone. Hadi Almuji says, hello from Berlin. Welcome. Good to see you here. And runner Will says, hey, everyone. What's going on, Will? How are you? All right. Havlin Journey says, Whole Foods Thursday. Yeah, I, I was going to test out some more of those Vega proteins. They had like, when I was at Whole Foods, uh, which was a while ago now, before, before the Chicago Marathon. Um, there was like a three pack of like little, um, like protein powders. So I'm like, oh, that's a good sampler pack. I like that. So I was going to do that for happy hour. Maybe I'll do that next week. All right. Uh, Terry Farlong says, for winter running, as long as it's not very windy, I can live with just about anything. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it's about layering. I think, though, if you're trying to get workouts in, though, that's where I'm like, you know, I kind of want stuff that performs a little bit better or if it's going to be a longer run and where I might get a little bit sweaty that could pose some problems in some, uh, you know, cold temperatures. Then then I start to worry about making sure I've got some kind of more specific gear. But, yeah, for all I mean, I think for the vast majority of my runs, I can probably get by with anything as long as I'm layering it well. Thomasville says, yo, what's going on? And Leona says, hey, co-fam, hope everyone is running well and staying healthy. Got myself an IT band issue, which I hope won't derail me from CM. Oh, I hope it doesn't. Um, yeah, that's those can be those can be tricky. Who was I watching the other day that said they just had something like that come up as well? Someone said they had an IT band issue. I'm not sure, but you know, I think it's um, well. I mean, you know, October, September. That's the time of year when a lot of people tend to have them. That's when their marathon blocks get to be their most intense happens to a lot of people, but hopefully you can uh, get on top of that. Uh, I remember when I was with uh, getting coached by Coach Robin over at Edge Athlete Lounge, and I thought, and I told her I was having some knee issues uh, in 2019. Um, she was like, all right, well, you know, we've got at Edge Athlete Lounge, they had a, uh, a massage therapist coming in. She's like, make sure you get in there over the weekend and like book an appointment for some time because that might help. So a sports massage might help um, if it's very, very early on. Uh, in terms of kind of like all the onset of symptoms. But for me, it ended up being, I just was wearing a pair of shoes that disagreed with me. And once I stopped wearing the shoes, like instantly it went away. So that was maybe another thing to, to think about if you've changed shoes uh, recently. All right. Garrett Meek says, hey there, everyone. What's going on, Garrett? Good to see you again. And JC says, live stream confession. Just bought another pair of running shoes. I got a, I got a live stream confession too. I just bought another action camera. So uh, I'm really excited about that. But it's a pre-order. I hate pre-orders. 
Um, cause it's like when I, you know, I put down the money, I want it now. I can understand like the idea of the pre-order, you know, but like from a consumer's perspective, it stinks. It's great for the company, but it stinks for the consumer. I want it now. I'm going to New York next week. I want to have it for New York, but I'm not going to have it for New York. I don't even know if I'll have it for CIM, but I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, all right. Jam Valley says, I remember it getting down to five Fahrenheit here when I was a kid, but now I'm cold when it's four degrees Fahrenheit. See, I feel like everyone likes to play knifey spoonie with cold temperatures or hot temperatures, but whatever's cold to you, that's cold, you know? And so like, I don't, I don't judge anybody if they say it's cold, you feel cold. That's a subjective, cold is a subjective thing. And if you feel it, you feel it. And I can relate. And uh, I support you, <laughs> even if it's only 40, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see what we got here. Mm, Sue N says, hope to see you in NYC. You know, Sue, one of the things I was working on today was uh, the ShakeOut Run route. So it's going to be Saturday. It's going to be 930. I'll post the route. Um, uh, on, uh, I'm going to put it in the Strava group run. I know Remy was giving me a hard time cause I couldn't figure out how to do that. Um, but I signed up for a Strava subscription. I don't think you have to do that, but I also want to put the root in Strava as well. So I'm going to do that and you do need to be a Strava subscriber. So I plunked down the cash eight bucks. So I'm going to do that and I'll post the route there and you guys can RSVP. RSVPs won't be required, but it gives me an idea of how many people to kind of wait for, um, when we're there and, uh, it'll be a collab event too. So that'll be a lot of fun. So Keep an eye out for um, for the notifications. I'll also post about it as we get closer, like on Twitter and as a YouTube post and stuff, but I'll do it first in the Kofuzi Run Club Strava group. Dusting it off after having not used it for like two years, you know. All right. Um, Frank says, blood plasma volume has a large effect on how cold you feel. If you feel cold at warmer temperatures, it's probably a good sign for your VO2 max. Is it? I don't know. I feel, I mean, I don't know that I feel cooler at warm temperatures, but I feel cold at colder temperatures. You know, does that make sense? Like I'm the first one to get cold all the time and I'm the last one to warm up. I just thought I had bad, poor circulation. So I don't, I don't know how that fits in to VO2 max. I don't think it does. I don't think, I don't think having poor circulation is good for VO2 max. Maybe. Trevor, oh man, that's something I gotta remember to do today too. He got his Chicago Marathon 2022 acceptance email. Use a good for edge time from 2019 and here to better weather in 2022. Well, I will drink to that. I mean, I think, you know, it tends to bounce around for Chicago. I don't wanna jinx it and say that you never get two years of bad weather in a row, but it kind of bounces around from like hot to cold, hot to cold, just cause you can get such a variety. I mean, just look at some of the weather that we've had in Chicago, like the week, or this is just the days after the Chicago Marathon this year. It's been cold. It's also been really windy and rainy. So it could be it could be anything. But I will definitely drink to better weather for 2022. Yeah, I gotta put I gotta put my application in. I think that window closes. It's a really short window, right? It closes soon. So I gotta make sure I do that. Jeff Elliott says I'm hoping to buy a gravel bike in the spring that can use as a road bike. As my current thought on the setup, may get a separate set of wheels. Make sure it's a 2x. Nice. That'll be fun. Is our bikes any? I don't think bikes are any easier to get right now, are they? You might have to put money on down on that now, Jeff. Like a deposit or something. That's what all the bike shops were telling me. Either that, or you're gonna have to drive like 400 miles, like I did, to get a bike. Tracy Smith says, "For Chicago, we're due for a good year." I, I feel, I feel it. I feel it. You know, um, I, I, I hope so. Uh, Tracy Smith says, "Will I be shining, signing up for the Shamrock Shuffle too?" I'm not sure. I really don't know what my spring uh, is going to look like. Um, you know, I was actually looking at, see, I'm almost all over the place. Again, I told you my, my brain's a little bit foggy today because I'm just so tired. Um, but uh, I was going to sign up for Black Canyon today too. I keep telling people that I'm thinking about doing it. I just got to sign up for it. And if I end up not being able to do it, I'll, I'll lose a registration, whatever. But um, so I want to make sure I'm doing that. But then I also, I'm like, all right, Next spring, kids will be vaccinated. Everything will kind of be back to normal. Things will be opened up, hopefully. You know, maybe some broad travel. I just don't I just don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of uh, months. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like that race. I like doing it in person. It's a lot of fun. It starts at the same place as the Chicago Marathon. It's kind of the 
kickoff to the training season in Chicago for a lot of people. It's a f- definitely a fun race. Mm. Frank says about this, the circulation, he says, you probably have good circulation. You don't have constricted capillaries, which keep you feeling warmer at colder temperatures and protect your core. Mind. Oh, I think that's a good point. But I have an old injury on my pinky. I don't know how that fits into it, really. Uh, I got cut by a box cutter when I used to work at Old Navy. on a. And we were doing inventory one night or something like that. No, we were getting in a whole bunch of stuff at the changes. I don't remember, but I sliced my pinky open real bad to go to the emergency room. And ever since then, my pinky always feels like a little bit tingly. Um, and it's the first finger to get really painful whenever it's real cold out. So I just, I don't know, maybe in the fingers I get a problem. I think that's, what, I, mean, I don't know. I think I think people could have localized bad uh, support circulation. Maybe that's what it is. Um, all right. We got Cuddle saying hi from ZA. Was that South? Is that South Africa? Right. That's ZA. I'm sorry. I'm so uh, unaware of what these abbreviations are. It says a big thanks for the decathlon review. Found a store here and bought the tights you tested. Only grab it has my phone was moist when putting it in the back pocket. Oh yeah. You know what I do sometimes? Well, what I usually do is I make sure the the screen side faces out. Um, so that way uh, it doesn't accidentally do some touches, like a register touches, you know? Um, so that's the only thing, you just flip it back uh, the out way. That's the only thing. And, you know, there's some pants that will have like a sweatproof layer in between, but I feel like, doesn't that just mean that they've put something that's like non-permeable in your pants? That's gonna make it hot, right? I mean, I guess you're putting a phone there already, so it's, that's non-permeable too, so I don't know. But I'm conflicted on whether that's a, a good feature to have or not. You know, I guess it's just there's options for different people that want different things. But I'm glad you liked the decathlon review. I got to follow up. I got to follow up and see if what they, what else they can send me. I've been getting, I'll tell you what, I'm thinking next Tuesday we might play a new game for Trivia Tuesday. And you know how we used to do on Amazon? Like what's Amazon selling? And I just showed you the picture with no description. You had to guess what it was. I think I could do that with decathlon. I, re- I, th- I think I can't. They're in my Instagram feed now. So, like, whatever, you know, cookies or tracking that is going on, like, I'm getting all sorts of decathlon ads. And some of this stuff, I'm like, I don't even know what sport that would be for. So, I think that could be a fun game. But I also feel like there's opportunities for, <laughs> for fun videos that I could do there, too, um, in terms of uh, trying to do more work with some of the decathlon stuff. Because that was a lot of fun. I think we should do more of that. Affluent Journey says... Uh, ate my first Martin gel. <laughs> Not great. Gelatinous texture. Flavor was weird, and it didn't sit too great. Is there a getting used to it period? Yeah, there is. And every time I haven't had one in a while, and I usually only eat them like as I get close to race day, uh, just because they're so expensive. You know, it's not something I, I eat like on a daily basis. My daily basis is science and sport, because uh, the price per unit is like a buck and change um, if you buy it, like thirty at a time. So I like that. Um, but when you eat the Martin gels, it's like you're eating. Uh, like a pie feeling. I, I, people call it like jelly, like unflavored jelly. That's, a, I think, a good way to put it. Like Smuckers, like out of the jar, like the red and white jar. I don't know if you have that where you are. Um, I think you're in Florida, right? I thought, I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't remember if you're in the U.S. or, or not. But, um, yeah, so that's what I think it kind of tastes like. I think uh, Ryan Clayton recently had them for the first time, and that's what he described it as. I think of it as like a flavorless pie filling, like a like a, a not great pie, pie like not not a homemade pie, but like a, you know, like a shelf stable you find it at a gas station kind of pie filling, uh, you know those like hand pies. If you didn't put flavoring in it, I feel like that's kind of what it would <laughs> be like. Um, it takes a little bit to get used to, um, but if it's not sitting with you well, that's something that I've, I'm not sure I've ever really had that issue. What I tend to do though when I eat them is, um, and I just had them at the um, trail half marathon uh is uh i'll open them up i'll squeeze like half of it in and just kind of chew on it and then run holding like the you know half eaten gel and then i'll give it a second and then i'll finish the rest of it i I don't usually like slurp it all up at once that's just a lot and the texture is a little bit weird so that's kind of how i how i take them uh Denver Randall says Bondi X full review. Uh, you know, I don't really do full reviews. I'll do like a hundred mile review. And I don't think it's gonna take very long to get there. Um, I think I'll probably get there before CIM in December, so like in the next month. Um, but I think that, you know, there'll be some I'm thinking that's gonna be like one of the I think that's gonna be I don't know if I'll bring more than one shoe. 
with me to New York. That'll be one that I bring because um, I'm going to go to a lot of Hoka events over New York. And next week I'll put out like my schedule of events um, for for New York Marathon. I might need to do it sooner than Monday though. I feel like some of that stuff's going to book up fast. I looked at some of the Tracksmith events. I got the email from Tracksmith. I signed up for like the email list for like what are the Tracksmith New York City events. And I got the email. 20 minutes later, I clicked on the link to sign up for some stuff. Everything was already at capacity. So I was like, I must not be on the, the secret, secret email list. I might just be on like the regular email list because everything was full. And I was like, I mean, I know in New York, things feel faster generally, but I don't know. Um, but I think, so I don't think I'll be going to any Tracksmith events um, over the weekend unless something else pops up that I don't currently know about but i think i'm gonna be doing some hoke events so i'll probably wear the bonda x all weekend i don't really want to travel with too many shoes uh so we'll see and then um you know i do want to compare it against um like the puma shoe i can't i never remember the name of it the yellow <laughs> the yellow one with the plate not the elite the dv8 nitro right isn't that what it is uh dv8 nitro elite that one um and there was another shoe that I, oh yeah, someone suggested doing the Primex versus the Bondi X, which would just be like a weird combo of, of shoes. I'm not sure how to test it. Do I do a long run day that's somewhat easy or do I do a workout day that's somewhat short? Like whichever one I pick, I think kind of like tilts the scale a little bit. So there'll be some, there'll be some comparison videos coming up. But yeah, I mean, overall, I really like the shoe. I like it a lot. I think it's a good workhorse shoe. Like, I don't like it as a recovery shoe. But if you can put some work in, I think it's a great one. I like it way more than a Bondi. Like, if someone's like, okay, Mike, we're going to send you a pair of shoes. You can either have the next Bondi or you can have the next Bondi X. Which one would you have? Bondi X. No no hesitation. For me. For me. A thing I also like about it that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about with the Bondi X, the, um, the rocker on it is not as aggressive. So Hoka rockers are really aggressive. So, like, when the shoe, like, you know, like tilts forward, it tilts forward really fast and really sharp. The Bondi X, it's a little bit more smoothed out. And I think that suits my um, stride just a little bit better. All right. Um, yeah, Jay Preza is here. He says, yo, what's up, Cozy? What's going on, Jay Preza? Good to see you again. Um, ooh, Midlife Maffetoner says, have you circled back to the Tanda Race Predictor before Chicago or CIM? I, I haven't. I haven't. I think that CIM might be a really good time to look at it. Um, Chicago, I think maybe too, because how many? It looks what four weeks ahead of t beforehand. Maybe I can go back and well, I don't think I looked at it before. Is there a way to go back and look historically to do some compare, data compare? I'll have to go look at that. That's a good point. I'll have to look at that again. I still love your your photo here, midlife. <laughs> you got you got Pikachu on the back backpack. I love it. Um. All right. Remy says, I'm going to have to try some more. You haven't tried more, Remy? I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't had it on the bike. I feel like people in the cycling world love the 320 and the 160, the drink mix. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. The 160, I mean, I think the drink mixes have the similar flavor profile as the gels. It's just not um, chewy. So if, if you were wondering about any of that, guys. All right. Uh, Runner Dre says, I haven't had my afternoon coffee yet, so I'm struggling a bit right now. I can relate to that. So, but uh, Runner Dre says, I did pick up free lunch today, though. That's nice. You know what I picked up? I don't have it with me right here. I, w I dropped off the kids, and I was starting to drop off. Kid drop off was about, like, exactly 12 hours after my shot, and I was like, this is when I'm going to start feeling symptoms if I feel side effects. And I started feeling real achy. So on the way home, I stopped by the grocery store. The escalator was not working to the second floor. So that was terrible because I had to go up the stairs and I was just wiped out. Um, and the, but the only reason I went is because they have these like, uh, you guys remember those Entenmann's? They're like, they're long and they're like uh, coffee cakes or something like pastries, like Danishes and stuff like that. They're real long. Well, like the, the bakery at the grocery store makes those too. So like the generic ones of that. And I, I like, I pass them every day and I was like, no, I'm not going to eat that. But today I was like, I must eat that. So that's the only thing I've eaten all day today is a giant, like, a, you know, the kind that you bring to like, you know, I, I used to see them at church a lot on Sundays. Um, like those kinds, like uh, I ate an entire one by myself. <laughs> that's the only thing I've 
eaten today. It wasn't a free lunch, but it actually wasn't as terrible for me as I thought. It was uh, 23 grams of carbs per serving, eight servings, uh, and only 160 calories per serving, which was surprising. I thought it'd be more than that. All right. Um, PJR says, he went back to the mock fours for the day-to-day since the PT recommends using non-plated shoes for dailies and saving plated shoes for workouts and races. All right. Definitely a bit more sluggish than the endorphin speeds. Hmm, that's interesting. Were the endorphin speeds giving you a hard time? I was just listening to Emily Heller was on Rambling Runner yesterday, so a nice mashup of like two of my favorite uh, people to listen to. And uh, they were both talking about how they can't run in endorphin speed for a long time. And I'm like, what? That shoe, I can run in that shoe forever. I love it. Um, but, you know, everyone's feet are different uh, and everyone has different preferences. That's why it's so great to have a robust running market so that way there are lots of options. But, yeah, the Mach 4, uh, that's a video that I don't know if that will come out tomorrow or not. It will depend on how I feel this afternoon. But I did hit the 100-mile mark in my Mach 4s. I think most of the time I'm going to spend looking at the outsole and see how worn down it really is because, um, like, there's not a lot to talk about. The shoe started out great. It still feels great. I love it, you know. Um, so it's going to be a pretty simple video for me to make, I think. But we'll just see how much energy I have. Um, Jeff Lee says, I ate a good bit of baked goods after my booster, too. I think it's a comfort thing. Well, you know, I was also listening to Peak Performance by Brad Stahlberg. And I'm at the point in the book where he's talking about, um, you know, mental energy and uh, willpower and how, like, um, if people are um, mentally tired then it's harder for them to maintain their willpower. And, you know, I think about those coffee cakes and those little pastries like like a couple, three, four times a week because I walk by, you have to walk by them every day when you go to the grocery store or every day that I go to the grocery store and I, and I go two to three times a week because we walk our groceries home. Um, and so uh, I think just me being tired and feeling a little under the weather and it's like a little bit overcast today, you know, I just feel like I have zero willpower to say no to it. Not that it's that terrible of a thing to eat, you know, um, but I was like, today's a good day for an indulgence food. And you're right. It is a comfort thing for sure. But my willpower was also a little bit worn down. <laughs> Jonathan Hick- John Hickman says, I was watching your video on capturing running shots. When you record your shoes, does your video turn out upside down and just edit and post afterwards to make it upright? Yeah, exactly. Um, although sometimes uh, it depends on wh- what camera you're using. The GoPros, I think after like GoPro 8, maybe at GoPro 7, they put the gyros in it. I mean, I think they've always had gyros, but at that point it started learning like if you were holding your camera sideways or if you're holding your camera upside down and it would automatically rotate the video for you. So a lot of times it kind of depends on what orientation the camera is when I hit the quick capture button. Um, But yeah, a lot of times I usually look, I hit that quick capture button and I look at it to make sure it turned on. I need visual confirmation first. Then I'll extend the stick and and point it upside down. Uh, So the camera's upside down, looking back at the feet. uh, And then I just turn it upside down in in Final Cut Pro. Uh, And what's super annoying about that is uh, I use a lot of slow motion. And there's a lot of keyboard shortcuts I can use. So that way, as soon as I drop the clip right into the timeline, it's like, Bloop, bloop, bloop. I had like four keys and all of a sudden 25% enter and like automatically it's the speed I want. There's no keyboard shortcut for flipping a video upside down as far as I know in Final Cut Pro. And so I have to then like, I'm on the keys, I'm on the keys, I'm on the keys. Now I'm on the trackpad, click in the box so that way I can rotate it, 180, enter, and then go back to do work. It's super annoying. I hate it. It's a tiny thing, but like it's something that I do probably 50 times a video. So... <laughs> Uh, maybe not 50, but a lot, a lot of times a video. So it gets super annoying. And a lot of times my overhead shots too, like today's video, I did overhead shots of looking at, you know, the pants. The way that I set my camera up, that's also upside down. So every one of those overhead shots, I have to rotate around so that it looks kind of like the right way. So, but yeah, just have to rotate it afterwards. Um, If you're using GoPro, and I think a lot of the different apps that you can use as well, you can do that on your phone too. So like a lot of times I do have to rotate the video when I'm um, going from GoPro camera to Instagram, like Instagram reel, then I'll have to rotate it and you could just rotate it in the app. Um, So you don't necessarily have to like, you know, wait till you get back to your computer, depending on, you know, how quickly you want to get stuff posted. Jake says the endorphin speeds gave him bad blisters. Ah, good to know. It's good to know. 
Thanks for letting us know about that. Um, CV76 says, don't trust the gyros. <laughs> I don't know why but that sentence sounds so funny. Uh, Danver Randell says, I kind of want to try the endorphin speed, but hearing Emily Heller review that the midsole is a bit stiff kind of made me avoid it. See, I don't think that, I mean, you know, that's just the, the, the it goes to show like how differently people can like perceive shoes. I think that the endorphin speed is super soft. Um, it's super squishy. It's like, it makes me really think about how much the carbon fiber plate stabilizes a shoe when I go from like the endorphin speed to the endorphin pro. I'm like, I think it's the same foam in both of the shoes, but one is so squishy and one is so stiff. So like, yeah. yeah I, I mean, if you kind of want to try it, if you have the option, I would try to find a place to go um, and try them on. Get on a treadmill. See if you could do that. Uh, all right. Remy says, I feel this. Talking about the mental exhaustion. It hits me more than the physical. I need more sleep. Yeah, I need more sleep too. I'm The more I think about being good about my sleep, the worse sleep I get. I don't It's just one of those things. And then yesterday, because I got the shot at the evening, um, my sleep was terrible. I've never seen such bad sleep statistics. Um, my heart rate was way high. Uh, my beat-to-beat -beat variability was way low. And my heart rate variability was like through the floor bad. Um, I've never seen it so bad. So I'm like, oh, my body's working. My body's working. So, um, yeah, I definitely need more sleep see um we've got frank says i looked and i got the mach 2s to 375 miles and there was nothing wrong with them just retired them because didn't like them and figured that was far enough that's fair that's a that's a good job um i feel though that the previous versions of the mock had really thick stack heights though right i mean they were they were big shoes i feel like like when i think when i look at the new asics like nimbus light i feel like that's what the old mock shoes look like am i wrong on that I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up because i feel like that's how like puffy they looked before like this new mach 4 i don't think looks like that but then again you know like how thick the stack height is can have an effect but doesn't have a huge effect on the outsole wear but well it's good to know it's good to know about the mach 2 uh runner j says their shoes similar to the speed but shorter stack height as a daily um, I would say, uh, from Saucony, I would look at the Convara. I ran in the Convara 11. See, the Convara has been going through some weird changes. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it. So I felt like the Convara 11 was a change. It became a daily trainer, in my opinion. Um, and the nine and the, or no, the 10 and the 12, right? 12 is what they're on now, right? Um, the 10 and the 12 are back to what the Kimbara used to be, which is for me more like um, like the Puma Liberate or like a Rincon, like a short fast day shoe. So that's kind of, um, I mean, maybe multiple of those could be ones that you could look at. But I also from New Balance like the Beacon. It feels a little bit different uh, than the Endorphin Speed does. But um, I think in terms of fit, if you like the Endorphin Speed, but want it a shorter stack height, I think the, the Beacon is shorter. Right? I, I can never remember the exact numbers. Only for the, the really weird ones do I remember the weird numbers. Jeff, it says, uh, I, I like ultras as a training tool, but I'm not sure I'd want to use them for a race, especially if I wasn't already used to them. Yeah, I think that that's a shoe. That's like the only shoe that I don't think needs break in. I think your own body might need some break in. Uh, and I, I disagree with a lot of the people that are like, oh, it takes months to adjust from a six millimeter stack, uh, six millimeter drop shoe to a zero drop. Um, but you know, I would, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't take them out for a race my first time. That's for sure. Wicked World though says I can run all day in my Lone Peaks. I do like the Lone Peak though, but the only thing about the Lone Peak is that the fit is like two foot shaped i mean it's a, it feels like it's a little bit big for me when i'm just running easy on trails i love it but if things get a little bit more speedy or technical then i feel like my foot's sliding around in there just a little bit it makes me a little bit nervous about it otherwise it is really comfortable especially just on regular roads too it's very comfortable on pavement we got a super chat for a midlife map toner thanks so much i appreciate it, it says the pikachu right back here was uh his oh, it was a five-year-old Oh my goodness. 
And he says, here's $10 to cover the Strava hit. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Well, I will think about you not only at the uh, New York run, but I'm also was like, well, if I do it now, I can also have the monthly the same month in case I want to quit real soon. Um, maybe the same month subscription, or maybe it'll take me two months because uh, I'm probably going to want to do a shakeout um, both in Austin and in uh, in California. So it'll definitely be put to use. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. But that's amazing. That's a kid in there. I thought that was a backpack. That makes it even better. <laughs> that's so awesome. Mika Kataya says, I've now run four hours with the new Lone Peaks, two times 60 minutes and one times two hours. And I've been fine. But over 10-hour runs, not sure yet. Well, you'll have to let us know what that's like when you do. I'm very curious to see what that's going to be like. Um, Lou Klein says, what New York run are you doing? I'm going to put my own one on uh, with a friend. So uh, it'll just be Saturday. I know Hoka's got one. Tracksmith's got one. That's the only one, a Tracksmith event that I think is not like booked already. Um, and those are the, I mean, then there's of course like the, the New York Roadrunners 5k. There's also that as well. Seth's doing his on Friday. Um, so there's lots of different options, uh, and then we'll be doing ours on Saturday. Frank says the Kinvara 11s are $60 on Jackrabbit. That's an amazing price. Is Jackrabbit, I mean, I've ordered from Jackrabbit before, but, um, is Jackrabbit, where's Jackrabbit real big? I don't, it's not that big here in Chicago, I don't think. There's no, like, physical, do they have physical stores? There's not, I don't think there's any in Chicago area. I don't know. But I think, I thought they were based out of Texas, Austin. I don't know, anything that Jamie does, I always feel like must be based out of Austin. But maybe, maybe that's not necessarily true. Donovan said, Jackrabbit's big in New York. That's what I thought. I was looking at some, I was trying to figure out, like, Maybe I just needed to Google search some other events that were happening in the New York for the marathon. And I found old stuff from like years ago. And there's lots of stuff that happened at the Jackrabbit location. I was like, I didn't know that they had like big old stores, but they got one in New York for sure. Mm. JC says Jackrabbit has run on stores in Texas. Okay. All right. So that's two. Lou Klein says Jackrabbit's from New York. Oh, is it? Okay. Interesting. Um, Lou says, is it after the dash to the finish? Um, the dash to the finish, the, the, is that the Tracksmith run, the 10-miler? I think they had the dates wrong on that. That's this weekend, not next weekend. Or is the 5K called the dash to the finish? Is the top five, the New York Runners 5K also called that? Yeah, that starts at like 845 or something like that or it starts earlier in the morning. So we moved ours to 9.30. So if people are doing that, you'll be relatively near where we start. So if you want to double up and do a 5K and then do another three and a half miles, then you'll be able to do that. So hopefully it won't conflict too much and also make it a bit easier for people to get around town. Oh, Martha says Jackrabbit is also behind all the stores called Something Something Running Co. Like Boulder Running Company? Are they really? I didn't know that. Oh. I'm learning a lot about some of the like corporate structures of uh, the running world. Just from trying to do some work with brands and stuff. All the stuff that I didn't know. Uh, and also learning from you guys. Stuff like this. Jackrabbit. Like the secret giant in the running industry. I didn't know. Adam says, I thought Jackrabbit was from Indy. They own stores under different names in different locations. Yeah, okay, cool. Wicked World says that the Puma Liberate Nitro goes on sale often. The Nitro phone is amazing. Fast shoe, I've been doing 11-mile runs with speed intervals in the middle. Yeah, that's my favorite track. Like, if you're going to take a road shoe on the track, Liberate is my favorite. It's got a very minimal upper. Reminds me a lot of, like, the uh, original um, Zoomfly. The ones with Lunar Lawn. Reminds me of that. Um, or more accurately, like the Zoomfly SP, which also did have Lunar Lawn in them. Um, and then the midsole is like just super bouncy. Um, it's very thin, low to the ground, but man, it's exciting to run in. I agree with you on that. It is amazing. Yeah, Sue says Jackrabbit has a New York running company in the Time Warner Center Mall at Columbus Circle in New York City. I think they do a lot of events out of there too. At least that's what I saw from my brief amount of research the other day. Mm. 
Oh, Lou Klein. This is where this is what makes sense. Original Jackrabbit was bought by venture capital money, and then they went around buying a bunch of smaller running companies. That makes it sound less great. <laughs> Once you put venture capital money in in a sentence, it makes it sound nefarious to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, influenced by propaganda, but there's just something about it that doesn't sound great. Jeff says, we have a Charlotte running company, and I don't love it. Oh, that's unfortunate. Adam wants to know if the Liberates will let him run like Molly. I think you got to get the Deviate Nitro Elite SP to run like Molly. That's, that's like Skechers-level naming there, but it's a lot of words. But that's one that I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence on trying it, but it's also always sold out. So, you know, good for them. But... um. I don't know. Hopefully I'll be able to meet some people at the running event in Austin from Puma. Maybe we can make some connections there. So hopefully we'll be able to see some more Puma on the channel. I've bought two of the shoes this year and I liked them two for two. So that's good. I'm surprised. I didn't think I would like them. I was on the fence. <laughs> JC says, I'm open to some VC money. <laughs> But, but here, here's the thing. So put it this way, though. Like, what if I was like, guys, great news for the channel. I just got some investors. Some venture capitalist money has been injected into the Kofuzi YouTube channel. Great things are coming. Would you be like, are they really? See, I feel like, see, so once you put the words like, I mean, I'm sure that there are, you know, like good venture capitalist companies, but venture capital um groups but like um not capitalists but venture capital um but like just <laughs> it's just, it's not it's you know it just never seems right never seems right but the, the money sounds great i guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know why i think that's so funny uh <laughs> somebody says puma or puma 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 you know what i'll ask because i think i'm gonna meet some people from big cat and see what they think hey did you guys see um i think i don't know if it was uh, she posted on her instagram but i think it came from tiktok but molly seidel had this thing where there was like a little molly seidel cut out like a little paper cardboard cut out of her like a photo that cut out and then she put it on this little carousel thingy and then like hooked it on and it was like this thing where she like she was like running around in a circle that thing was awesome i don't know if you guys gotta go check that out check out her instagram for that i was like I want to buy many of these and I'll give them to people as gifts. That'd be awesome. And she like the reason why I think about that, because I just said big cat and she was like, here we go with some little cat, big cat energy. <laughs> oh yeah. Luke Klein said, I saw that on IG. Yeah. It was good. Right. <laughs> Jason. <Dahl. laughs> if I, if I took VC money says all the hipsters would say this channel was cool before co sold out. <laughs> You know what's funny is that I got accused of selling out before I had like 10,000 subscribers. That was pretty funny. People would be mad. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about it the other day uh, with the disclosures that I do. I, I don't know if I've just conditioned people now to like this is just something this dude says and you can fast forward 10 seconds twice. Just hit the L button two times if you're watching on a desktop or on a laptop. Uh, and then it'll skip ahead or just use the chapters along the bottom. But I, people used to get into arguments all the time about like, well, you say you didn't get paid, but they gave you free product. I'm like, I told you they gave me free product. I'm telling you they didn't pay me cash money. Like there's a, you don't understand, you don't think there's a difference. I'm telling you all of the financial connections and you can make a decision for yourself. People will get fired up and they're like, well, you said you didn't get paid to make this video. I'm like, I didn't get paid to make this video. I get paid by YouTube when people watch the video, but no one commissioned the video. So I'm like, there's a difference. There's a big difference. Um, and for someone that's going to get riled up about someone that's actually making disclosures versus people who aren't making disclosures, I feel like you should really understand the difference. But fortunately, I haven't had to have that conversation with anyone in a long time. Sometimes it got just really, really like asinine and really crazy. But yeah, I don't know. Either people have, <laughs> people have given up on trying to call me out and being sold out because I think I'm too far gone or I don't know. Um, people don't, the, those kinds of people aren't watching anymore. Maybe I don't, know. I don't get too much of that anymore either, which is nice, which is nice. Mm. 
runner wheel says it was the Nike thing, right? Oh, well, I mean like, yeah, well, pe- when, whenever I would make a Nike video, people would be like, oh, this boy loves Nike. So there was a lot of that. People, I still get that too. Every time, I, like when I made the Vomero 16 video like a couple, like a month ago, people were like, oh man, this guy's such a Nike fanboy. And I'm like, oh, you must be new here. Welcome. Stick around for a while. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, Remy says, you know, that being said about VC money, totally take some money into the channel for camera and bike gear. Yeah. Um, you know, I was listening to, and here's someone that I think I've been thinking, I want to reach out to him and see if I can maybe get him on for an interview, but he's got a day job. But um, Everyday Dad, I've been watching him since a long time ago. And um, he's mentioned on Twitter the other day that he thinks that 4% of his views come from videos where product was seeded to him. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And I, I was like, and I, like, I have so many more follow-up questions on that because um, the stuff he reviews is like computers and stuff, expensive things. So I don't know if he's counting, like if he doesn't count, if he has to return the device after the review period or what. But, you know, I would love to be at a point where like, well, I think I'm at a point now where I could just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't need you to send me something. If it's already on the market, I'll buy it. On the other hand, like, I like to keep those channels open um, to establish relationships with some of the brands. Maybe that's not a great idea, but I feel like that's, to me, that makes sense to, to have relationships with them and also to see what's coming to um, access uh, and events is kind of like the main thing that I'm looking for. So like, you know, there's always a tension there in terms of like getting the gear, getting to a point where the channel can subsidize the gear for you, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's like, a big yeah that's, that was a big thing once i got to that point where i'm like okay i think i'm making good decisions and you know maybe i need to be a little bit more thoughtful about like you know what's the roi on me buying a random shoe and running with it but overall i think i think i'm overall making good decisions i think uh and i don't have to rely on seeded product in order to be able to make the channel work so it's like other people's blessings are other people's curses, you know. Dermot Kearns, the Emerald Isle runner, says, when I was starting my vlogging career today at the track and realized I had no SD card in the GoPro. Probably won't be my first time. Any tips from a pro? Going to record my training. You know, I would say um, what I do is when I put my shoes on, I do a quick capture just to make sure. I don't always do it. And the other day I panicked because I was like, oh, I don't remember if I put the, cam- the card back in after unloading footage from yesterday's run so i panicked a little bit but usually what i try to do is at some point either before i lace up my shoes or like while i'm waiting for the elevator to get out of the building i'll just do a quick turn on the camera or capture like a three second clip just to make sure it's on and it's also not on like time warp or time lapse on accident some for some reason uh, just to make sure everything's right so that's something i'll do just a quick check before you before you start uh, Daniel says, are you going to do a, drop another spoof video for Halloween? No, I'm not going to do one this year. I don't know why, but I just didn't, I didn't think far ahead enough on that one. Mm. David said, the stuff that I did with ASICS felt just a bit too close for his comfort. I can understand that. I can understand that. There's a lot of, uh, integration there. Um, Yeah. I take that into consideration. There's a lot. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not a robot, you know, so I'm certainly susceptible to biases. That's why I list them all out for everybody, you know, um, just so everyone else can kind of know what, what's going on in terms of if something is, you know, putting their hand on the scale or not. So I, I appreciate you saying that, David, and I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to, to be able to, you know, confront me with it. Um, not that you're confronting me with it, but I, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, David. All right. And Dermot Kern says he's starting to, oh, so like his, uh, going back to his original comment, he's going to start recording his training for a sub 235 marathon at 50 years old. That's impressive at any age, but at 50, that's impressive. And it gives me hope, Dermot. So you're going to, you have to, well, I'll have to follow along you got to make sure you get the sd card in the in the slot because i want to watch that <laughs> all right 
Jeff Elliott says, here's a real question. I checked and he's not here. Why does Matt Legrand only have 10K followers? His video is great and gets attention from big channels, DCR, Desfit, et cetera. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, every time, well, you know, I don't do it enough. I think that's part of it. Is I think that like anytime you see like a creator and you're like, this person needs to be bigger. I don't understand. I think that what you can do is if you liked a video, um, I would say take a screenshot of the video and then post a link to it and share it out on Twitter. You know, if you use the share button from from YouTube, sometimes in Twitter it just shows up as the link and it's boring and it's not nothing fun to look at. So like, I would say grab a screenshot too and and do that. Um, but he makes some fantastic videos, really great videos. Um, the content's good, the visuals are good. Like it, it doesn't make sense to me either. And um, the amount of work that he's putting in, not that like just because you put a lot of work in it means you sh you deserve views, but He's putting great work that I, I know takes a lot of long time. Um, and uh, I laud him for continuing on because, like, it's got, it's got to be so much. It's got to be so much. Um, so it is a good question. I don't know. I think maybe that's something that we can all do is um, go out and share with whoever's following you on Twitter or Instagram or whatever something that you liked seeing. I try to do that with podcasts. I don't always do that well, but I really try to do that with podcasts too is whenever I hear something that I thought was good. Try to like screen record it, post a clip, you know, um, just a little snippet and with links so people can find it easy. You know, I think that's the best thing that we can do. Yeah, Jeff says, if you're not currently subbed to Matt, you should do so immediately. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some collab stuff with him. He's got a really fun video, like this collab that he su he's suggested is going to be super, super fun. Super. I don't want to spoil it. But it's gonna be super fun. So just go sub to him now, so you could say you were a subscriber beforehand. You know, it's, it's gonna be. It's, I think it's gonna be really good. Mm. Andrew Han says, "I started. Hey, what's going on, Andrew?" Says, "I started putting some videos up. No expectation of gaining a, fo a following. Mostly practice for a future project I'm working on in the background. I think that like something that making. I mean, a part of the reason why I started." like when I was back when this was a family vlog, the part of the reason why I started that is because I knew for my regular job, I did have to do some video editing, very basic stuff, but the, the turnaround time, the deadlines were like crazy, crazy um, tight. And so being really efficient uh, and being able to know what you're doing very quickly without having to double and triple check and having something that was like bulletproof um, was really important. So working on things like, you know, getting out a daily video or almost daily videos, um, and getting and working with the products and like the video editing software and just getting into that workflow and understanding the products at that level, I think really helped me a lot in terms of my work. Um, and then it kind of like, you know, life imitates art, imitates life kind of thing. It came back and then this is now, has become my job kind of now. So like you never know where it's going to go, but I do think that like editing video is a, a very useful skill to have. I, I enjoy having it as a skill. I, I think about like, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts where there's professional athletes, younger professional athletes that are like, oh yeah, you know, I love being able to interact on social media because they're this new generation of professional athlete or, you know, aspiring professional athletes or kind of like the, on the bubble. And they're very engaging in Instagram and on Strava. Um, and you know they all talk about wanting to dip their toes into like the video space, but I think for them it's just there's a lot more um, kind of barriers to entry for them, and so it just takes longer to learn, and it's not as fast, um, and you gotta practice it a lot. It takes a lot of time, which as someone that maybe has a job and is trying to become a professional world-class athlete um, is too many things. I, I don't blame them for that, but I you know it's a, a refrain that I hear frequently. I just think that just knowing how to kind of not even at an expert level, but even just at a, I understand how a nonlinear video editor works. I think it's a, it's a big thing. It could be very, very, very useful, especially yeah, just in a lot of different situations. I, I, and I'm definitely biased on that one for sure. Let's see. Let's do um, <laughs> one more of them. Remy says that Remy be real guy isn't too bad either. Shameless plug. Yeah, I'm subscribed. You guys should be subscribed. Um, where did it go? 
Jeff Elliott says, if you're in here and not sub to Remy, you need to fix that now. Yeah, we did an interview after the triathlon. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good channel to follow for sure. His Boston coverage was also good. By the way, and there's a cameo from someone that we've been talking about today in his Boston videos too. So super, it's, you know, it's all cross-pollinating really well. I like that. Um, Dina Kearns, the Emerald Isle runner says, Dermot, I'm so sorry, I read that too fast. Dermot says, do you know of any good step-by-step -step tutorials, Kabuzi, for editing and uploading vlogs? I'm a total newbie to this, a bit daunted. Uh, you know, I learned, I don't have anything that's like step-by-step. Um, I mean, maybe that's something to put together. Um, maybe that is worth worth investigating. Maybe after CIM, once uh, things are a little bit calmed down. Uh, but yeah, I I learned watching Lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com. Um, I found that like trying to learn video editing from knowing nothing about video editing by watching YouTube videos was frustrating. Um, so that's why I like subscribe to that. I think it's now like a LinkedIn product, um, but they have expert teachers um, that are, and this is not spawn, but this is something that I used to, I used to have an account. I also had one for my office so everyone could, could watch them that way too. Um, but that's a good way to kind of like, you could skip over some of the parts that you don't necessarily need, but like from like the, you know, ground up, that's a really good way to do it. I would say, pay for us a, a course that is designed to take people from I've heard about video editing to like oh look I made a 30 second video you know, like to that by the end of it and you know it, something like that should be you know a couple hours several hours long um, a couple of like chapters and installations of it or installments of it so that's where I, I would look because um, that's the one that I used to learn. And now at this point, you know, not, I have some general familiarity with it. When I learn like new software, you know, um, I can rely on YouTube and other free stuff um, to learn. But like the initial part, it was daunting. And so I would say, get a course. All right. I think that, um, oh, Remy says Adobe has a lot of good tutorials. They're expensive, but they work. Hmm, that's good to know too. Hmm. All right. Very cool. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow, we may or may not have a video, but we will do another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully, I'll see you again. In the meantime, until I see you again, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.